Does truth exist? Because you have faith, does that make this book true? Does God exist? So when someone says there is no truth, if you apply the claim to itself, what should you say? Is that true? They don't think Christianity is true. They're talked out of it. You know why they're talked out of it? Because they've never been talked into it. Cross-examining skeptical and atheistic views. Welcome to Cross-Examine with Dr. Frank Turek. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist with me, Frank Turek. If you did not listen to the last radio program or the last podcast with Victor Marks, you need to go back and listen to that first because we're just picking up our conversation from there. I'm not going to go reintroduce Victor because it would take too long. His resume is way too long to go through, so you, you guys are just going to have to go listen to the previous <laughs> podcast. But, Victor, we're going to go on a mission with you right now. You're going to take us on the mission with you, if you could. Right after you and I met in August, I got a, a text from you that said, we need prayer, we're heading into Cambodia yes. to catch a bad guy. Can Tell us about that mission. First of all, how did that come to your attention, and then what did you do to go to, Gam- to, to Cambodia, and what happened? Yeah, so we have a safe house in Cambodia with uh, 20-something girls, young ladies that are in there. They've all been recovered, rescued uh, for protection. They go through trauma healing or medical healing. And then, of course, the spiritual part is is uh, is, is needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we got word that our team in country got a call that a girl who had just turned 15 had got attacked, brutally attacked by this monster in her village, and he raped her. Then he stabbed her in her throat, neck, back, her face, and smashed her face into the concrete curb, broke her jaw, knocked teeth out, and that she was bleeding out. The, the attack happened close enough to where our team was able to quickly go get her, and start medical attention uh, and bring it to a nearby clinic. Uh, th- there's a picture on my Instagram page. I actually posted it. I put a warning. But you, it's a video of the girl sitting on the curb, and she's bleeding out. It, it's, it's horrendous, and she's just sitting there stunned. This is what we call the manifestation of evil. This mm-hmm. is what evil does to innocence. The girl has no advocate. It's a poor village. And immediately, uh, we do this in phases. Our first importance, phase one, is to protect the victim and make sure they live. And we did that. Uh, the second one, uh, after we stabilize, is to identify the perpetrator and then go after him. Uh, me and one other team member, a very seasoned guy, we Chaz, uh, who lived in the Philippines for 25 years as a missionary, had six children but adopted 20, uh, and he's he's a legend. Uh, wherever I go in the world, he it's it's amazing how God used him. We hopped on a plane, we flew uh, ASAP to Cambodia, got on the ground, and within 72 hours, we confirmed the capture of the bad guy, and followed up with law enforcement and the judicial system uh, while the girl was in our safekeeping in our safe house. And I'll tell you, you you know, we do this as a ministry. 
uh, it's a it, we fill a gap where law enforcement either don't have the resources or manpower or time. Uh, in that case, you know they just needed help, and um, we're thankful to God that we were able to get there, follow up, and then meet with law enforcement. And when I say law enforcement, we're talking about a little bitty village with kind of a, a dirt floor deal with a handful of guys that executed the capture because it has to, you know you have to work through and with local authorities. Uh, and uh, we sat them down, went over the, the mission plan and the map, but we thanked them for what they did. And you know what was interesting? Uh, the, the lead cop, they were all in civilian clothes, and he's like, should we get in our uniform? You know, should we... Because Americans are here visiting us. They had never had an American hmm. come in. And here we are, two-man team. They know us. They know about us, our reputation of what we do. And uh, they were honored that we would just come. And then we thanked them. We told them, you guys do the hard work. It, it, you're often, you don't get any credit because it's the guys up top who, you know, politically minded are trying to get the credit. And one of the cops, he, he got almost emotional saying, you don't know how much this means to us. So uh, we were do, able to do that. And then I have a beautiful picture of the girl, even just, you know, a couple of weeks after the attack, the healing process, the prayer. And she's she has a yellow shirt on. I'm sitting, uh, standing next to her. We returned her to her village uh, with her sister and her sister's husband. And then we solidified and reinforce it. Now we're on the justice piece, the third phase, Frank, which is we work with and through um, the judicial aspect to make sure that this guy gets the maximum sentence and never does this again. So the law uh, enforcement authorities in Cambodia welcomed you rather than who are these vigilantes out there? They're right. You know, they you're you go and you inform them that you're in town to try and help, right? Correct. And, you know, we, we're very professional, very personal. There's a, there are a lot of people who think they're just going to go to another country and, mm -hmm. you know, step up. And we need people to know it'd be equivalent to you going down to a, a, the sheriff department or a police station, walking in saying, hey, I'm here with uh, my friend and we want to help get a pedophile. Right. Yeah. They would just say, well, we appreciate y'all, but, uh, mm -hmm. you know, you, you got to stay in your lane. So we, we do this with trained professionals. Uh, like I said earlier, you know, I mean, we've worked with Homeland Security. We just did a sting operation with them here in the U.S. We train law enforcement. We equip them. And then we just had a team come back from Iraq that met with several law enforcement groups in Iraq that have never had a counter-sex trafficking task force put together. And we bring in seasoned guys and some technology that they didn't have access to, some of the field craft or, you know, tricks of the trade, and they were absolutely blown away. And then, you know, from just a Christian perspective, do, do you see the the bridge that we build? Sure, yeah, absolutely. And, and they really appreciate that. Mm. So when you got on the ground in Cambodia for this mission, how were you able to locate the bad guy? Uh he, we knew he was from the same village, okay. right? He was identified as attacker. 
The biggest problem we had was his uncle was the chieftain of the village, mm-hmm. which, you know, in any country, any country, you know, relationships and relatives, power and money all matter. Uh, but once they knew that they're, that this guy, they had the support of us backing up the process of the justice component to make sure that he wouldn't get out because even if you do the rest, they'll just get out because they're in that particular country. It's you have to sue the person in order to get justice. They call it suing uh, versus just a, and the danger, here's the biggest danger. If the victim dies, there is no case. What? If the victim, yeah, no, if there's no one to testify that that's why, uh, well, let me back it up because one of the gals that helped this young girl from this village on our team that it lives in our safe house and is on our team, she was from the same village that we did a rescue recovery on her like three years ago. And her case was uh, a very wealthy, a wealthy businessman in, in that country was using her. Um, and one night, uh, he did not. He he decided to kill her, and he got her to come to a little remote area. And when she met him, like, yes, what would you like? He did horrible things to her, overpowered her, poured battery acid on her face, went to cut her head off, but her hands were holding her head, so he cut through one hand and halfway through the other, cut her hand off, and then this young girl who was an orphan and had sibling orphans. She was the only one working at a sewing factory to provide for her brothers and sisters. I'll never forget. Um, it, it was, it's a tremendous testimony. The guy left her for dead. Uh, then through a string of circumstances, our, our team again in country, not from the village. Um, she's in a little clinic wrapped up and, uh, when we found out when our team got to her and was trying to get her out of there, the wealthy guy found out she was still alive because people talk cell phones and talk. Mm-hmm. And he was telling them, don't let her go. Cause the infant let her die right there. And we had to literally get her out by creative means. I, that's all I'll say. Got her to a hospital. And then I get a call from my team lead there, Holly, and she goes, she goes, Victor, I got a bad feeling. The guy knows she's still alive, and he's going to try to kill her so that there is no case. And sure enough, because she goes, do you mind if we moved her to a different floor and put armed guard, you know, security on her? Yeah. I said, no, I'll do it. Moved her. We got guns. Three guys came to the hospital. Three. They're on cold circuit TV. And they came in to say, we're here. Her father sent us to visit mm. with her, mm. which we she's an orphan. Right. So they never made it in. Our guys protected her. And um, we end up hunting him for over a year. And that's the, there's, there's been only a couple of times I ever told a girl, I promise you we'll get him. And I felt led to. And we actually have the picture of me talking to her. And I, because the guy contacted her. Listen, folks, to this. 
Dishonest case almost didn't receive justice. She's in bed. She has now a nub hand. Face and body is wrapped. It's horrific. And the guy contacts her, this uh, this attacker, and says, I will pay you $10,000 to make to not press charges against me, to not sue me for the crime. $10,000 is so much money in yeah. Cambodia, mm-hmm. right? But just the first three operations we gave her in that short period mm-hmm. of time was 13000 mm. So it, it, it meant nothing, but... Here's a girl going, wow, I could have $10,000. I can live with all of this. And I told her, I said, I promise you we'll get him. I promise you. Give me my word. And I'll put $40,000 in an account. And that's going to account for anything y'all need. I'll wire it today. And that's how people who help us, that's how we're able to leverage this to provide all the surgeries, all the help. And then pursue this guy. And a year later, we got him. And I actually have the video footage of the cowboy team that was in country that was able to do this. And people, I hear this all the time, Frank. People go, well, why don't you just kill him? I mean, just kill him. And, mm-hmm. and, and I will say, certainly, some people need to die. And there are circumstances where we pray, Lord, if there's a risk to us, our associate team, I got you know, and and death is better than you know. You give us the green light and the go ahead, and but I need people to understand killing is a lot easier than pursuing justice and hanging someone out to dry. Because mm-hmm. you smoke a dude and you know bury him in a swamp, then it all goes away. But you get a guy who's wealthy who's been abusing, who will continue to abuse, and you hang them out to dry on social media or the newspaper or the news, which we did, it sends terror into other pedophiles and abusers because we want them to be looking underneath their bed for us at night. Right, exactly. So it seems odd, though, that you could kill somebody and get away with it. They don't. In America, you kill somebody, even if there are no witnesses, we can track you down via DNA or some other means. You're yeah. saying in these other countries they could get away with it that way with it by just taking I would a- say yeah I would say this due to the lack of technology mm-hmm. manpower money and motivation it is easier in some cases to just smoke somebody wow. especially if someone's a trained professional you know mm-hmm. to put somebody's lights out mm-hmm. and um well we had a case in America where we had a we had a mom and a girl come to our training center in Colorado Springs to go through our training because we train girls who've been and women who've been trafficked or abused. It's part of our ministry. So they came for three days. They learned jujitsu, blade work, shooting, team building. And then they actually did a mock rescue in our hostage house of a girl being held. And you want to know therapeutic, folks. It's like therapy on steroids, <laughs> uh, the healing that takes place. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, when that mom and daughter went home, two things happened. The mother, you know, who got so much, you know, encouragement, she actually, I think, surrendered her life to the Lord, uh, trusted God. Uh, she dealt with some stuff legally, and, and and it was a great step of faith. But then her daughter, who I actually, we prayed for, there's a picture of me hugging her here, um, 
not knowing, not knowing this, that her stepdad had been sexually abusing her mm. for quite some time. Folks, I'm hugging, and, and I love to give hugs. I'm not a huggy person, trust me, but I love giving hugs to to women and kids who suffer because I I, I personally know that, right? And I know there's healing in it. When this girl had the courage after coming here because she got courage, she went home and she tells her mom, mom, you know, stepdad has been sexually abusing me for quite some time. The mom freaked out, wanted to kill him right away. But, you know, talks to our team lead who, you know, knows her and and was like, don't because you're going to prison. Your daughter's not going to have a mom. Let, let's pursue justice immediately. So we got them out of the house. We actually got them out of the whole scenario. We put together a target package, and in four days, this guy was served a arrest warrant, and it was in Las Vegas. And people can look up the news. To, but I'm, I'm telling you right now, one of the things we pray, and some people might find this harsh, but we pray, God, in any given situation— when an arrest is going to be made or a capture or a snatch and grab or whatever, you know, if a person's cornered and they're going to fight their way, if suicide is the option, you know, let evil be a natural consequence for that person. And this wicked monster, I I can't even repeat what he did to this girl. It, it is beyond imaginable. And it was evil because it, you know, there's the sexual part, but then how he got in her head and the things he would say. He, police surrounded the house. He ended up shooting himself. Mm. And we said, good. Saved court case. Saved the girl having to testify. Right. And it protected law enforcement or even any of our team members or retaliation. And that's the other thing we do ask for. We, we ask people to pray for us because, uh, you know, we... There sometimes is retaliation against us, certainly all the time in the spiritual realm. But when my family and I were in Iraq on a particular summer and were recovering or rescuing women and children, I mean, out of ISIS territory or cities that had been liberated or helping them in camps, um, you know, we got word that ISIS was starting to target me. And for three days, my family and I had to move from safe house to safe house and then hide somewhere. And then we had to get out of the country. But we don't make decisions based on fear, convenience, or pride. That's that's the, mm-hmm. uh, we just mm-hmm. go, Lord, help us make decisions based on what you want for us. You, uh, and ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to Victor Marks, victormarks.com. The ministry there you can see, uh, and you can donate too if you'd like to help. Uh, his work and what he's doing with his team. Victor, you had another recent mission, I think. I don't know how recent it was. I heard it on one of your podcasts when you were talking about um, some guys were sent to a church in a church parking lot to try and uh, to try and basically kidnap a girl, I think it was, if I remember the circumstances <laughs> right. And you you got a hold of them. Tell tell that story. That's it. That's interesting. <laughs> okay. Well that one that one kind of hits very close to home mm-hmm. because it happened here where we're based in Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're operational in a bunch of places, but uh, this is where our headquarters and our sanctuary is and where we live. But we had an emergency call to provide a safe house for four sisters. And all sisters, it was like, you know, um, 18 down to 10 years old, uh, were being trafficked by their mother wow. here in the U.S., who's a gang member. And, folks, this happens more than you even want to know. But they broke away, and um, we had we had an associate team member drive them here 10 hours, drive them. We said, my wife said, we'll take them into our house. I mean, because this is an emergency. It's, it's critical. Their mother was just getting out of prison and wanted to abduct for sure the youngest one uh, because of her age to sell her. How did you get word of that? Uh, through our network. All right. Uh, our network is so big. Mm-hmm. It's, it's. So you, it, you're, it, yeah. you're not lacking for things to do. It's not oh, like no. we got it. We got to ask people to say, Hey, if, you if, know. If, if you need Victor to do something, call him. You got enough to do, right? <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. It's, it's literally, um, as we build on our teams, we're equipping law enforcement and other groups to do stuff. Uh, we're, we're becoming a force multiplier. Mm-hmm. But this year happened, uh, and it was actually this past Easter. Um, so we have the girls. We think we're going to be with us three days, and it ends up being three weeks. But we, 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 which is, you know, safe house. You want to move people. You want to move and groove, change things up. But we didn't have any options at the time because some other partners, it, things were stalled. But we took the girls to church, okay? We asked them. Because we never, we never force our faith on anyone. It doesn't matter. We just won't do it. If they ask us, we're happy to tell. But we believe in living the faith out, like living the gospel out, and then sharing it and being able to, uh, you know, use wisdom and logic. Mm-hmm. And, but we take them to church, and folks, listen, we're in church on Easter. Easter. <laughs> One of the girls is fidgeting, and she keeps looking at her phone which there was someone else kind of in charge of that because our protocol, we don't allow people to have communication because of safety issues. This girl on the phone, <clears throat> they, we ended up taking her out of the sanctuary and said, what, what's going on? She says, I think I've done some horrible wrong. A guy that had trafficked her, a pedophile, uh, ha- and had her number, tracked her where she was and said he was coming to get her or the youngest kid and knew exactly where we were, you know, because of the, the phone. Yeah, the phone. Yeah. And we're in this, uh, and they were circling the church parking lot or whatever. So we had to get the other girls out of the sanctuary, move them to a little safe room. I told the security team, I said, "Hey, fellas, this is what's going on." And they were like, "It." Like for real? <laughs> yeah, this isn't training. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that earpiece you've been wearing for ten years, and you've done nothing with it. <laughs> now yeah. we're going to use it. Uh, and and I have to, man, hats off to Calvary Worship Center without yeah. Pittman. Their team responded professionally, and uh-huh. which which was uh, exciting. But they were like, "Oh my gosh!" Uh-huh. So we safeguarded the girls, and then you know. These we we know these guys are hunting. We didn't know what kind of vehicle, but this is something I've never done before. But I knew we were burnt. I knew the newer location and whatnot. Uh, so I get the girl's phone, dial the guy's number, and he answers. And it's him and another dude 
two very, very bad guys. And I said, hey, uh, we know exactly what's going on, and you're not getting any of these girls. They're under my care. And he's like, F you, blah, 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 mm-hmm. you know, it's my mm-hmm. property. And I said, <laughs> I'm like, you spawn a Satan. Google my name, Victor Marks, and tell me if you want to play. Because it's going to get messy real quick in this parking lot, on the street, anywhere. And you know what? And I've never done that because, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's a Cobra technique. Mm-hmm. I, I don't do the Cobra deal. And uh, he Googled me. And then was like, oh, shoot. They take off. Yeah, they take off. And it was too late because now we already know who they are, what they're doing. We tracked them. And we put together a package on them with enough evidence out of her phone, including pictures and text. Uh, and he's he's looking at, you know, getting his feelings hurt for a long time. So it's. Uh, so he but, was picked up in another city. What, a couple days later, those there, two guys? There, there is an active case going on All right. that I can't speak of right. <clears throat> because mm-hmm. of the multi-layers of it. And and I'll tell you, folks, here in America, uh, you know, you have different levels of of trafficking from a boyfriend who will, who will pimp out his girlfriend, a parent who will pimp out their daughter, right? Um, uh, a husband that will make his wife turn tricks, to professional traffickers in organizations that use it as a source of income, to people coming in from across the border with children, and 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 I'm gonna say this, and I'm uh, it's it's a conversation for later, but I can tell you without reservation that our government, that our government, the Biden administration has been involved with facilitating unaccompanied minors coming into the U.S., going into the care of traffickers, whole, large scale, and them being used for uh, everything from working to sex trafficking. Known, factual. And, and that's where some of the extreme conspiracy folks, you know, are halfway right on stuff. Uh, there's a lot of evil. There's a lot mm-hmm. of evil going on where, you know, and some, you know, some prosecutors and DAs and won't take certain cases simply because they don't feel like they can win or it's not good for business. Uh, they're, you know, and people always wonder, well, why don't like the Epstein case, right? Why aren't, why has anybody been charged? The, the, well, I'll, I'll tell you, what I believe is that there's a lot of intelligence that have been gathered in our own thumb drives of people having sex. Yeah. I mean, we, we found out it was so with one of the Royals Mm -hmm. and it ruined him. People uh, keep dirt on people and that's why people stay quiet. They don't pursue and you go, what is wrong? So remember evil, it flows on every, and it's not to discourage folks. But it's to say, and this is my advice to anyone, because we get contacted all the time going, hey, I, my stepfather's doing this. or my, and This is what I would say. Use your phone in a covert way to record video or audio of bad things being done or said. And if you want to go a step further, 
they're small little cameras that can be attached and that most people would never, and it will provide real proof positive evidence of rape, abuse, violence, whatever you need, both audio and video, that you can take to law enforcement or bring to us and we'll facilitate to the correct uh, authorities. But the he said, she said, it's it's so tough. We live in a day and age where a lot of stuff can be captured. And the way they use it against victims or people who should be, we need to use it in a way that's aggressive uh, against the perpetrators. Well, Victor, you're doing amazing work. And when I hear about all this and we talk about all this, I know a lot of people will say, gee, why doesn't God stop it all? That's a subject for another show. But yeah, it does show that actually God does exist because none of this would be evil unless God existed because there's no standard of good if God doesn't exist. Everything's just a matter of opinion. Well, we know this isn't a matter of opinion, a matter of opinion that young girls are being abused and sex trafficked. This is objectively evil. If it's objectively evil, and it is, there must be an objective standard of goodness that we're obligated to obey, and that's God's nature. Yes. And yet the more and more evil we see, Victor, um, the more we ought to realize that the Bible gets it right, that yeah. human nature is evil. Human yes. nature is, te- is, is easily pulled off the mark by sex, money, and power, the big three, wow. um, which are good things. Sex, money, and power are good things. The problem yeah. is they're so good, we'll often take shortcuts to get them. Right. And uh, that's what you're fighting. You're fighting human nature is really what you're doing. Yeah, and and we see it as such fueled by the demonic and people yes. who yield themselves. Mm-hmm. It, it can go from a little bit weird, odd, you, you know, um, even even someone that we both knew well, Ravi, yeah, Zacharias. You know, it, 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 he he had a weakness and a proclivity toward mm-hmm. uh, a, a certain area to gain pleasure and control over, and then he ended up becoming in in our world. You know, uh, uh, using predatory behavior right. over certain people, and and it's sad and it's avoidable. Uh, I just did a course on, you know, um, uh, freedom from uh, porn addiction, mm. and that's one of the courses on our website. People Is it victormarks.com, Freedom from porn addiction. Yeah, because yep. a lot of this stems from that. These, it really does. These these men getting involved in pornography and it doesn't it doesn't satisfy them anymore and they move on to child pornography. It, it's yeah. and it it's faster than most people think. Yeah. Uh, where yeah, victormarks.com forward slash restored. And this isn't a course that puts people down. It's a it's a it's it's a quick, easy, very effective way for people to understand, oh my gosh, I actually can be free from this. Mm. And the fella I did it with is a friend, uh, Joshua Broom, and he was in the porn industry for for a number of years and was considered one of the top performers, actually won an award for it, known throughout the industry. God saved him, pulled him out, sanctified him. He spent a number of years getting discipled before he wanted to do anything. And uh, now he's married, three children, loves the Lord, solid, and and he will really shock people who, who about the reality of what I never forget. I'm like, so is it all sexy? And he goes, Victor, they, they put a light under your junk. They, you know, the, he said, there you don't even know the people's names. He goes, it's anything 
but intimate. And mm. you know what's so cool as far as God's redemptive power? When he met his future wife, who was a strong believer, no, no weird background, they did not have sex until after they were married. Mm. He waited. He honored her. Look how God can redeem and restore. Yes. So anyone listening right now, it's you have to know that God is able to set you free. Mm. The husband that's struggling with the porn, you have to understand that this, you know, Jesus, he don't get excited looking at through your eyes. He gets sad. And you can be free from all that stuff if you choose. It's like Jesus asked the guy at the pool of Bethesda. He said, do you want to be healed? Do you want to be made well? Mm. And, and so that's the first thing. And then sometimes people need to be prayed for. Yes. Uh, to find, you know, to find out is there a stronghold in their life that's driving them? In this course, at the end, people actually have an opportunity to email us, and we will actually pray for someone by Zoom or over the phone. And um, so, yeah, God is working. We when we look at darkness, we have to be careful we don't stay in it too long. Right. For us in our ministry, I feel like we we repel over the edge of hell. Rescue some folks hanging on to the cliff and come back up. And then we have to, you know, man, we have to get our mind renewed. We got to say, whew. And we appreciate prayer. While we were on this right here, I got Mm -hmm. a text. I literally got a text of a guy who was just arrested by, uh, and we set up the target package. Uh, This is the guy. He's handcuffed, folks. Uh, Mm -hmm. And he's a pedophile. So you mm-hmm. see, this is a manifestation of evil, but God is, uh, you know, for those who are willing to put faith in action by prayer, and those of you who, who may want to support us, but go to our website to learn more. Okay. We we have a course on counter sex trafficking, and and uh, you can find about the testimony. My dad was a drug dealer and a pimp. You want to know, just look up Victor Mark's story or a film triggered. And uh, pretty cool, we're working on a book right now. We just... Uh, we just signed the, the contract with a publisher called The Dangerous Gentleman because I think that's what we need moving forward with the next make a bunch of young men dangerous like you. And I'll tell you, I have so much respect for you, both as a person, a, a, a veteran, what you've done, and uh, the warrior you are for the kingdom of God. Thank you for everything you do, Frank. Well, and I hope people support you, I mean, in a way to where you're just like, this is unbelievable. Oh, thanks, brother. They can support us. And we're coming up to the end of the year. So we have $150,000 matching gift at crossexamine.org. And Victor and his work is definitely worth supporting as well. VictorMarks.com. There's a lot more up there, ladies and gentlemen. You can go up there. There's courses. There's videos. There's cases, actual pictures and videos of people they've rescued. So you want to go up there at victormarks.com. And you also want to go, if you're going to be anywhere near Phoenix this weekend, you want to go to AmFest. That's run by Charlie Kirk and TPUSA. Charlie's a great guy, does great work. And there's going to be probably 10,000 people there. I'll be there, of course. Uh, My wife will be with me most of the time, I hope. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) And so will Victor and his wife, Eileen will be there and they'll have a booth and you can check out the, you can check out the victormarks.com uh, booth. Why are you calling it Victor Marks? What is it? Is it? Yeah, I think it's going to be all things possible. All ministries things possible booth. is the ministry. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, all things possible ministry. So look for it when, when you're there at the Phoenix Convention Center. You'll see the dogs. Center. Yeah, you, you'll see Scout and Reagan. You're going to want to meet yeah. those dogs, the pedophile hunters. And for those of you that uh, have listened to this session here, you got to go back and listen to the one we did on radio just a few days ago. Go to the uh, I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist podcast and listen to that first one if you just listened to this one. Victor, it's a pleasure having you on. We're going to have to do it again, man. You're doing fabulous work. Happy to support it. Well, thank you, and I and I appreciate. It. I want to make sure you said you have a hundred and fifty thousand dollar matching grant. Yeah, matching gift. So we got some donors came together and said, if you can raise another hundred fifty, we'll give you this one fifty. So it doubles. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Put me yeah. down for five hundred bucks. I'm not kidding. All right, brother. Thanks. I, 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 put me down for five hundred <laughs> bucks right. because your platform and who you reach, um, and the. I mean, to me, you're you're the one steady guy that just delivers it all the time. Beyond reproach, I know you and your bride, and man, I thank God for you, but I want to see you hit that mark for sure. Well, thanks, brother. Thanks for your support on that. And uh, yeah. we'll, we'll be returning the favor to what you're doing out there because it's uh, we love the work you're doing. We know it's actually working. It's not a <laughs> mysterious thing, man. They they've oh. got the they've got the goods. Yeah, we're doing the deal, that's for sure. That's right, that's right. So, all right, friends, well, it's great being with you. Don't forget to tune in this uh, Friday and Saturday for the I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist uh, show, and then next Tuesday as well for I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist, a midweek podcast. Don't forget about the online courses. In fact, the the How to Argue for the Pro-Life Position course, The Ethics of Abortion, is going live on the 16th of December to sign up you got to sign up before we fill up. It actually starts a month from then, January 16th, I think it is. So go to crossexamine.org, click on online courses. You'll see it there. And also go to victormarks.com. Plenty of courses up there as well that will help you deal with one of the biggest issues we have in America today, and that is sex trafficking. All right, friends, we'll see you here next week. God bless.